Richie, Solomon and Adra. Adra and Solomon, whichever way you want to say it, really. And you're listening to Afro Mythos, the podcast where we discuss all things African mythology, folklore and culture. That's right. So thank you for taking the time out to explore this amazing world with us. Trixus figures play an important role in mythology. They appear in almost every pantheon. They often break the rules of society and their actions almost always impact humanity. Sometimes this is on purpose and other times it's by accident. Exactly. So the trickster character is one of the most complex and widespread archetypes in folklore and culture. It is a folklore character who has the ability to invoke a range of meanings, including transcendence of boundaries between good and bad, morality and immorality, truth and lie, and many other entities. The trickster is a universal figure whose location at the crossroads or other unusual spaces embodies the forces or sometimes voluntary alienation of individuals and communities. The trickster is more than just a childlike character mm-hmm. who plays, you know, enjoys playing pranks on people. Are the Ipogees technically Yeah, they, they are tricksters. Yeah, okay, yeah, great. Yeah. Geminis are normally yeah. tricksters. Okay. So in Pan-African traditions, the trickster is often depicted as an animal or human character whose situation and movement symbolize the harsh conditions of millions of people of African descent. This is usually due to like brutal historical forces such as slavery, colonialism and other oppressions. So in these legends, the trickster figures are often they often deploy like various strategies to resist oppression, assert their humanity and gain freedom. So, yeah. Yeah, many African tricksters stand out. Several are known primarily for their trickery in the course of theft. I can't say it. Theft in the course of theft. In the course of theft, or even murder. For example, Bantu Lakayana, who had once been a participant in creation, and the Kiti, another Bantu figure who had who had one arm, one leg, and one eye. This reminds me of the Aziza. Oh, yeah. The, not the, not the fairy. The Uruba one. The Uruba Aziza figure. That you can listen to in our last minisode. Yeah. <laughs> Easily, the most famous African tricksters are the West African Orisha Eshu, also known as Elegbara, Legba, Legwa. Papa Legba. Mm-hmm. And Anansi, also known as Nanzi or Papa Nancy or Aunt Nancy, Aunt Nancy. Aunt, why can't I say that word? Aunt. Aunt Nancy. It's weird because I never say aunt. I always say auntie. 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 Do you spell auntie with an I-E or a Y? I don't even spell it. So as we've covered, many pantheons have at least one trickster god. And while they're all different, there's, there are some attributes that these deities have in common. So they can often shapeshift um, into the form of an animal or human. Mm-hmm. Um, they usually have a talent for wordplay, which makes sense. And they're always cunning and mischievous figures. So with that, today we are going to be talking about trickster gods and figures in African mythology and folklore. Let them know. Let them know. So Solomon, take it away. No. Adra, you take it away. No. Me, I take it away. Take it away, yeah. I ain't going nowhere. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, have you heard of tea malice? No, never. Good. (laughs) (laughs) If you knew everything about him, I'd be like, okay, that's that's me done for the day. 
So it was also the first I ever heard of him when I was coming across like tricksters to speak about. Mm. Um, so Timalis is a trickster figure in Haitian folklore. So he is cunning and clever, but lazy and serves as the nemesis and antithesis to the unlucky Tonton or Uncle Buki, who is um, seen as a greedy, imbecilic, but hardworking figure. So the word Tonton means uncle mm. in Haitian. It kind of reminded me of, you know, once once in this mm. island. Mama Yuri. Tonton Julian. So, um... So yeah, Tonton or Uncle Buki and T Malice, um, the trickster figure, they're actually a popular duo in Haitian folklore. And in almost all the stories, T Malice normally comes out on top of their encounters. So Uncle Buki always gets the short end of the stick in their stories. Um, this is because T Malice is good at manipulating Uncle Buki's greed to get the better of him. So that's actually a really common um, characteristic in trickster figures. They're really good manipulators. Mm, like that's so. True. Yeah, that's how they can actually trick people and, you know, pull pranks on them because they're really smart because mm-hmm. you have to be smart to be a good manipulator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, you have to be smart to be lazy. Hmm, that's true. Okay. So are you actually lazy if you're yeah. smart? I mean, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, there's a lot of brain, like, energy. I, I don't know, but it depends what your end goal is. That's true. Like, being lazy, yeah. sometimes you don't want to be... A, do things actively, actively or, yeah. You know, mentally later. So if you do the hard work now, you can nah. rest easier. Mm. Yeah, you're a trickster you figure in another life. Things, yeah. Other life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, T Malice's tricks um, vary from slightly malicious to wicked and harmful. So it's best to be wary. So when researching and saying his name a few times, I realized that the word malice is quite literally in his name. Mm. So if you don't know, the, the definition of malice is the desire to harm someone. It's ill will or wrongful intention. So I guess that suits the trickster trope. It does. So I, I mean, that's probably what his name means. I don't know what T means, T-I, but I'm guessing it means something like... He's a rapper. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Legends are come T-I from now on. <laughs> Legends of T-I Malice and Uncle Buki are primarily passed down in oral tales and are believed by some to actually originate from Anansi myths. Which is quite cool, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. So both of these characters and their traits are said to be a split of a Nancy, who we know obviously as a trickster character in the Shanti um, of Ghana. Mm. Yeah, I guess sometimes he's Anansi is seen as lazy. Sometimes he's yeah. seen as a cunning person, a cunning person. Sometimes hard worker, yeah. Sometimes evil. Sometimes. So they say this duo, T is the trickster, and Uncle Buki, who's like kind of the senile old man, is kind of like the, both a Nancy. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So in Senegal and neighboring countries, these two characters appear in animal form. So um, Tonton or Uncle Buki is represented as a hyena, um, which they actually call Buki, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying this right, B-O-U-K-I, I'm just saying Buki. <laughs> um, while Malice is a hare called Liuk in Senegal. So these animals actually suit the character of the two companions because Buki being the hungry and skinny hyena and Luke or Timalis, the hare, who's normally seen as a mischievous character and is a kind of a legendary kind cunning type of character. So if you know, you know the tortoise and the hare. Mm-hmm. I thought what did their Bugs tortoise? Bunny. Bugs Bunny. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah, he's also a mm-hmm. is he the one that goes no, never mind. Okay. Yeah, don't. He's he's the one that goes Not embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that goes. That's all, folks. Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) 
I thought you were random. Maybe uh, you know, the Roadrunner. Oh, no, not the Roadrunner. <laughs> I used to love that. Okay. So let me tell you a story, a short one, involving Team Alice and Uncle Buki. So one fine morning, Uncle Buki was walking down the lane when his stomach began kicking and dancing because he was very hungry. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for the sound effects. (laughs) So while he rushed home to to prepare a meal for himself, he saw a toothless old woman eating alongside the road. Wait, two, okay. Is it toothless? Yeah. Damn, I don't know why she's getting stretched. I know, I was was thinking, what? Um, Okay, so "Mm, that looks delicious, Uncle Buki said. What are you eating? Distracted by the nosy Uncle Buki, the old woman bit her lip and screamed out, ay ay. How could she bite her lip when she's toothless? She gummed it. Anyways, yeah. So she she um, bit her lip and screamed out "aye aye" when he um, asked her what she was eating. She lying, <laughs> lying. First lie. She was distracted. First lie. She was trying to eat, and he was asking her, "What are you eating?" How was she eating in the first place? So she bit Second her lip. <laughs> <laughs> so with no time to lose, Uncle Buki raced to the market and searched for some delicious aye aye for himself. The poor man was very hungry indeed. But when he arrived at the market and began asking questions, the vendors only laughed at him because, of course, Ai didn't exist. I'm so hungry, I can't think of anything else, Uncle Buki said to Team Alice when he returned home. Do you have any Ai? Team Alice wanted to teach silly Uncle Buki a lesson, so he gathered a number of items and placed them in a bag. Here's your Ai, it's the best I have, he said. Uncle Buki pulled out an orange from the bag and said, No, this isn't what I'm looking for. Next, he pulled out a pineapple and just shook his head. No, not this one either. Finally, he reached into the bag and pulled out a piece of cactus. I thought it was cacti. Mm. Aye, 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 screamed Uncle Buki as the prickly cactus spines poked into his skin. What did you, what did you do that for, he asked. T. Malice couldn't control his laughter and answered, well, you asked for some aye, aye, and that's just what you got. <laughs> <laughs> that actually was funny. Yeah. Like when I actually first read this story, it genuinely made me chuckle. I was like, oh my gosh. I can only imagine how entertaining the other stories involving this duo are. Like, I feel like their stories are, are like so funny. So I'll definitely have to find some more because they seem like such an interesting pair. Like yeah, I haven't yeah. heard of like a a certified duo where obviously one's a trickster and one's like the old man. Because you know, Nancy plays a lot of tricks on other people, mm-hmm. but it's never always like the same person over and over and over and over and over and over and over again yeah it gives me like pinky and the brain and yeah like those kind of do it yeah we need a cartoon tv show of um uncle buki and team alice asap like like in the form of have you um did you ever used to watch grizzly tales for gruesome kids yes. do you remember the animation for that yes. it was like a kind of creepy but yeah i didn't unset- like that I loved Grizzly Tales because yeah, I know, but that you were watching stuff. Grizzly yeah. Tales for gruesome kids. Nah, I'm alright. We can pass a on that. A series of cautionary tales. We, we can we can pass on that. Oh, I'm gonna rewatch it. I know you will. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And there was wolves, witches, and giants. Do you know what? Now that I'm deep in it, these were actually kind of folklore stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it was like it was like stories with morals at the end, and it was like. Yeah, they were. But like probably like European ones. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to watch it for research. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Team Alice (laughs) and Uncle Buki. Hope you enjoyed. Thank you.
Okay, so my first trickster mm-hmm. is the trickster god of chance, the divine messenger. He is the essence of fate. It sounds like we're doing one of our TikTok videos. I know, right? I was like, ooh. <laughs> but he's known by a few names from Eshu, Esu, Elegba, Elegbara, Legba, Elegwa, and many other variations across West Africa, Damn. the Caribbeans, and the diaspora. It reminds me of that song. Which there song? was Trisha, Letitia, Latoya, Latoya. I hear you, I hear you. And although that there are many differences in his character and appearance, and when you think about that, that in itself is very eschew, yeah. like the fact that everyone sees him different names mm-hmm, or different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but one common factor is that he is an important deity, one of the most important in whichever pantheon he is found. Mm-hmm. In the Yoruba culture, he is arguably one of the most influential gods because everybody, including other gods, must acknowledge him. He is said to be so important that he is designated to apportion all human fate by the supreme deity, Olodumare. Mm-hmm. So now, isn't this a bit worrying that someone so important and so revered has the nature to trick and pull pranks on you? Like, yeah, like Imagine I someone so. that powerful yeah. you know, has the nature to be, you know, jovial and... But I feel like a lot of powerful people are, you know, yeah. a bit... Bit of a mysterious tricksters in their yeah, well, own little ways. Let's hope it's all like nice pranks. What's <laughs> 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 your life? What? Haha, <laughs> 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 rise of income tax or whatever. Haha, <laughs> uh, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. here's COVID. Haha, uh-huh, your household bills. <laughs> okay, we're going to stop this. <laughs> really, there's a, there's, a, there's a small tear falling from my eye. Haha, <laughs> uh-huh, you're adulting now. <laughs> Did you just say? Uh, you lost your life. <laughs> that was dark. Yeah, I'm thinking about that. No, that was dark. <laughs> it was dark, but that is very eshy, like because moment. he did, like you know, in that story, yeah, he did yeah, kill yeah, people did, and yeah. then just you know leave. It That's one of my favorite eshy stories. Yes, Alec Barra, as the name suggests, um, if you encounter him you're in trouble because you don't know if it will be favourable and no one knows for certain the outcome of their fate. Mm. So I think the name, like Barra, it actually means to do like um, an unfavourable encounter. Mm. Just so you know. So Alegba is like cut off from that. Yeah. And although Eshu um, replicates the attributes of trickster figures found around the world, mm-hmm. um, he's uniquely central to the Yoruba notion of man's relationship with God in, term, in terms of order and man's destiny on, on earth. He was wrongly associated with the Christian notion of the devil. Um, however, this is probably because you know, of poor understanding of his myths and stories. He is much, much, much more of a complex character than that. He embodies the complementary forces of good and evil, mm-hmm. which is in the Yoruba um, culture, which in the Yoruba culture, you know, coexists in every human. And it is a conflict which is at the very core of our existence. And it's very like similar to the you know yin yang principle. Yin yang? Yin yang. Yin yang. Yeah. Yin yang. Yeah, sometimes they say yin instead of ying. I thought it was yin yang. Sometimes it's yin. Yin yang. Yeah. Yin, yin yang. Yin and yang. Uh, sorry, I thought you said yin yang. No, I said okay. yin yang. Okay, sorry. Yeah. 
Okay, I think it's yin yang. I said yin yang. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he is therefore also known as the god of the crossroads. Mm-hmm. And Eshu's tricks, unlike many other tricksters, are not done for the sake of fun and evil, like I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. At the core of his tricks are to force awareness of our human shortcomings, our ignorance, and our crimes. Kind so, of like a Nazi. Yeah, kind yeah. of like a Nazi. But a Nazi sometimes his tricks are just for his own pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there there are a few of wait, did I not? You've not done Yeah, that. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn. Oh my god. I was actually like, wait, did I not just say this about a Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh. For example, you know, in that very famous myth that, you know, Eshu painted himself. So this Oh, yeah, my favorite story, story. Yeah. Yeah. So in this myth, Eshu painted himself half red and half black and ran through a village of his worshippers. Half saw him as a red god and half saw him as a black god. They began to argue and fight and kill each other over who was right. When in reality, um, you know, it was all a matter of perspective. And if they took the time to sit, understand and accept you know their different lived experiences mm-hmm. they would have been able to understand their god in a more holistic way and i just feel like there's a lesson that we can all take from this story you know yeah yeah definitely just like listen to other people's lived experiences you don't have to always you know try to be right and make sure that you're yeah understanding of all your truth is the only truth yes, available exactly you know, sometimes exactly. sit listen and understand and i think that was actually his deeper meaning for doing that it wasn't just for bants do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but obviously the people in the village were like no i'm right no i'm right and ended up killing each other yeah and then he was just like peace yeah yeah i shouldn't have done that yeah um yeah um actually skin color is likened to that of a chameleon come on come on come on sorry Eshu's skin colour is likened to that of a chameleon, suggesting that, you know, their art of, you know, camouflage, Mm -hmm. they're able to change to any Mm colour. And I think that's a very useful um, trait for a trickster. It is, To camouflage, being able to change colours and appearances Mm -hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. That's useful for tricks. And I think that's all I'm going to say about the Orisha Eshu. Yeah. Or Allegra. Or Allegra. Or Papa Legba. Or Letitia, Letitia, Latoya. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you do you want like to see our depiction of Eshu, because we've painted him, haven't yes, we? Yes, we have. It's all over our social media. It is a beautiful painting. It is. In He's red, at the crossroads. In black, on a mountain. Just came down from London town <laughs> damn from the heavens messaging from back and forth from yeah. the different realms and all that he, he looks busy he looks yeah. busy in that he looks like you know he's got places to be people to meet gods mm. to talk to yeah prayers to answer he looks like he's doing you know the Avenger pose when they oh my god every <laughs> time they jump from somewhere they always end up in that pose mm-hmm. you have to yeah. you have to look at our picture of yeah. Eshu to see what we mean mm-hmm. but yeah that is the Avenger pose. Yeah, I remember in Black Widow. Yep. She was mocking. She, she was she was she was taking that a bit far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think almost everyone in the diaspora and beyond are familiar with this trickster who goes by the name Anansi. Anansi? Anansi. Who's that? Huh? huh? <laughs> 
So OG podcast listeners will definitely know who I'm talking about as we spoke about him in season one, episode seven, the OG Spider-Man. Shout out David Adderby. Shout out. Shout out. (laughs) So we've also created our own depiction of him and I've told many stories about him all over our social media, on TikTok and Instagram. But, you know, there's never too much one can say about this character. Before you go on, I have, I have a bone to pick with the world about this Nancy depiction that we did because it is beautiful it is stunning it's striking and it was a you know new edgy style I just feel like it doesn't get enough love it doesn't but maybe we should try and give it more love by promoting it a bit more yeah but Maybe it actually it'll help doesn't. If we post it. But I do. It's, it is very different to our actual style because I feel like our style is very, you know, painted and polished. Mm. No, not like, painted. <laughs> our style is very painted. Like this one is more. I I like it a lot because it felt more kind of um, experimental. Yeah, do you know what I mean? More dramatic. Yeah. You can actually see like the the pink splats, the texture. I love the texture. Yeah, different styles. And obviously. It's been done in pencil for the um, face. So it's really cool, actually. Yeah, really cool piece. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. And it was fun to do. So I'd like to do another Nancy. Yeah. At some point. A Nancy. Nancy. So a quick recap um, and just some general info for those who are hearing about a Nancy for the first time. Um, so the origin of a Nancy the spider is inspired by an African fable from the Ashanti people of Ghana. That's in West Africa. Um, and his name actually translates to spider and tree. So although his normal form is a spider, he can and does often change into a human. He's a trickster who teaches moral, ethical, political, or social values based on his ability to lead a person to the truth. This is often through example, puzzles, and least expected turns and twists of fate. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously a spider. Um, so he's also known as the weaver of stories. So the term Anansasim um, means spider stories, and it refers to a whole collection of orally transmitted Anansi tales. Saying this word out loud reminded me of the word Kwasiasem, which means foolishness or nonsense in tree. <laughs> I just thought it was funny how like both words are quite similar. Mm-hmm. Um so Anansi is one of the most popular figures in the pantheon of cultural icons among West Africans and folklore surrounding Anansi is quite extensive. What's your son? <laughs> Someone just caught on. <laughs> <laughs> Still buffering. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so yeah, um, the folklore surrounding Anansi is quite extensive And he's one of the most important figures in the pantheon um, across West Africans So this is mainly because his tales travelled with the slaves to America and the Caribbean So he was a strong folklore character that the slaves looked up to Because of his ability to outwit the slave master and win his freedom So I don't know if um, any of our listeners have um, seen American Gods if not, you can watch that series on Amazon Prime um, code. <laughs> but um, Amazon Prime, hit us up. <laughs> but there is a scene in um, American Gods where um, Anansi is portrayed as a human and he kind of, you know, helps the slaves 
He don't help to. the slaves. Wait, oh yeah, he doesn't. He just sings to them. No, he tells them to kill themselves. That was it. He tells us to kill Do you know what it is? We actually watched this a year ago <laughs> and this it just goes to show how my memory is. I was like, oh yeah, he helped. <laughs> he didn't help them. He said, why are you guys told them praying to, to me? He, he said, told them to jump off the boat. He said, kill yeah. everyone here he and jump off the boat. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, so because of like his popularity during the slave trade amongst um, the slaves um, the stories of Anansi spread so quickly orally throughout um, America and the Caribbean and because of this Anansi takes on many forms such as Art Nancy Burra Rabbit Hapanzi and Nancy I just have one question about Art Nancy I actually haven't heard Obviously, being Ghanaian, all I've heard is Anansi stories. So I've never heard any Aunt Nancy stories. And I'm wondering if Aunt Nancy is a um, female represent- representation of possibly, Nancy. Possibly, because I don't think I've looked into it that much. Yeah. But it, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like one of those, you know. Ask how, yeah, un- ask yeah. Sally. I don't know why I said Sally. <laughs> but yeah, like the columns and yeah. newspapers. Yeah, that's true. Or like from Bridgerton. Lady Fitherin. <laughs> Lady Whistledown. That's it. I always mix up the name. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anansi is the functional aspect of the almighty creator Nyame and can carry out the will of Nyame on earth. So he's actually able to perform many duties that are often attributed to Nyame. Therefore, this means Anansi can cause rain to come flowers to blossom, maize to grow, and he can prevent disasters from occurring to villagers. So there are many narratives of power in the life of Anansi. Some stories say that he created the sun, moon, stars, and planets, while others say that he is the one who brought rising, agriculture, and hunting to the earth. So he, te- he taught humans how to take care of themselves in the world surrounded by fields and forests, which is quite cool. Um, one story says that he was so smart he collected all the wisdom in the world and a calabash to hold for himself because he did not trust humans with such potent knowledge and information. However, wisdom kept spilling out of the calabash and he soon saw how futile it was for one person to try and know everything and hold it for himself. I guess that says a lot about something. You said something. <laughs> Tell mm. us, what's the knowledge? What's the mm. wisdom? Tell us. I guess it means, you know, you have to share the knowledge. You can't keep everything to yourself. You know? <laughs> yes, that is very You can't, true. yeah, I because don't know. You know, yeah. wisdom that's not passed down dies with you. Yeah, and then what's the point? Like, who does it benefit? No one. Well, it benefits you. But then you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Selfish! <laughs> so, Anansi... Actually, if I have wisdom enough about, you know, living, I might not die. Anansi <laughs> understood... That it was far better for knowledge and wisdom to be distributed among all people, and that is what he did. Consequently, apparently, according to this story, this means now that no one person is smarter than the other because Nancy distributed wisdom from his calabash bowl. But I beg to differ. There's a lot of people that are smarter than other people. Maybe this just means that the wisdom didn't distribute evenly. Mm-hmm. It seeped out. It dropped on some. And it's and it's. Trickled on ovens. Mm-hmm. I bathed in it. Uh, <laughs> diluted, joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was bathed in 
these waters. Of wisdom. <laughs> Overall, the lessons of Anansi are social, ethical, and moral, which are values at the core of most Akan cultural responses to society. Beautiful. And that is Anansi, the trickster. Also known as Kweku Anansi. Kweku is a traveler. Huh? Who's the guy that did that song? Cause I fucked up. That's his name. No hands in the air. No hands. So I can't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> the goddamn rap style. No, 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 no reason. Uh, someone that's not for treason. No, 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 no reason. I eat egg for no reason. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Last but not least, we are going to talk about Set. So Set is an interesting god that we've briefly spoken about when covering Nephsis, the lady of the house. So if you heard, you know, that episode, you'd have started to get a picture of the character Set, you know, a scar from Lion King type character, cunning, ambitious, and powerful. So quick crash course, Set is part of the Egyptian Ennead, which are the nine major gods in their creation story. Can you name them? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Just name them. <sighs> okay, so Nephsis. Yeah. Set. Yes. Osiris. Yes. Um Come on. Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. Come on. I'm trying to think of the stories. Um Isis. Yeah. Um oh my god, this is hard. Um Newt. Ooh, n- n- Newt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> how many is that? You want five? Oh, that's that's good. Um, Horus. Yeah. Oh, um, that's six. Yeah, I can't think of any more. Wait, Ra. The sun no. god? No. Okay. No. Okay, that's that, six. That, that's the main creator. Oh. But good. Track. Oh, that's actually quite good for. Yeah. yeah. Off the top of my head, no. Yeah. There's also a Geb. That's it, Geb. Shoe. Shoe. And Tefnut. Uh, okay. I would I would have got Geb, but the other ones I yeah, would have completely. They're, they're, they're a lot harder. Yeah. A lot harder. Um, so yeah, these god, these nine gods participated in the myth of creation when the sun god emerged from the primeval waters of none, if you remember correctly. Well... Set was one of the offsprings of Geb and Nut, the husband of Nephsis and the brother of Nephsis. <laughs> yeah, the, um, don't do the maths here. With Egyptian pantheon, it's always going to be like that intertwined, yeah. isn't it? What are you doing, Step, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to. <laughs> anyway. The silence was deafening. Anyway. <laughs> He was the brother of Nephsis, Osiris, and Isis. Now, so apparently that's their colonized names. And in, in the Encyclopedia of African Religion, they like to refer to you know, Egypt as um, Kemet and Osiris as Osir. I'm probably saying it wrong, mm-hmm. but Osiris as Osa, um, Isis as Oset, and Nephsis as Nebhet. Mm-hmm. And guess what Set's name is? Sephet. It's set. Oh. 
Anyway, that felt like a trick question. <laughs> it was. <laughs> anyway, in ancient Egypt, um, Set was considered the deity related to confusion, indecision, chaos, and evil, mm. and was often depicted with a long nose and square ears, something like a wow. African ant eater. Um, you know, Ew. which, by the way, is a terrifying looking creature. Ant eaters are. They just look like they shouldn't even be... They look like aliens. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't look like animals that are on the earth. Yeah. They look otherworldly. Like, what is that long nose thing? Yeah. And they're also smart, because sometimes when they find ants, they don't eat them straight away. They, they wait for them to yeah, go to Yeah, they wait for them the, to go to their yeah. colony so they can have a feast. And Do you know what's go. weird? I learned a lot about ant, ant, <laughs> I learned a lot about ant eaters when I was little, for some reason. Oh, I wonder why. As in, like, they were just... Very common in like children's books. I vividly remember illustrations of ant eaters. Were they evil ants. in these books? No, it's just about oh, ant eaters eat ants. They suck them out from their long trout, and they, you know. Maybe it's just because the name convention. Yeah. You know, and an ant eater seems very self-descriptive. On what? Yeah, so it's easy for a child to learn what it is. Yeah. I thought uh, I'd be seeing them a lot more as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. So, according to the mythology, Set attempted to kill his brother. So I say attempted, but he was successful. Very, very, very successful, in fact. Can we check the definition of attempted then? <laughs> yeah, so he cut him up into 14 pieces. Yeah, so some real serial killer type-ish yeah. dharma. I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was a serial killer. Uh, he is, but damn. <laughs> yes. Yes. Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer type ish. And but yeah, he didn't stop there by just cutting him up, cutting him up into pieces. He then scattered those pieces around the world. Yeah. Could he fly? Possibly. Cool. But you don't have to fly to scatter things. I can put it into like waters and different directions. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. We'll go to different directions. Um <clears throat> Set then had to fight Heru, who is Horus, mm-hmm. um, in a long and violent fight that included semen being put in food. Yeah, don't, don't, don't ask. Maybe there's a story for another What kind minute. of fight is that? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> when this contest was over, Set was defeated and Heru became the ruler of the living world and Set the ruler of the underworld. This always happens. Hades and... Um, I was looking to Hades and Hercules. Hades and Zeus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hades and happens. Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> hey, I'm sure some Roman pantheon it happens in there yeah. as well. Yeah. Some yeah. Roman name and some Roman name, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Something like, I don't know, Mercury and Jupiter. Yeah, you know. They're, they're always fighting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Set now had considerable amounts of power. And this power, you know, included, you know, powers over Earth um, from the underworld. And so he could create chaos manifested in, you know, weather, for example. Scar and Mufasa. Yeah. Okay. Always happens. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, that is a good one. And the scar on my face, I think, I think that's the most blatant one that I've seen. Like, I literally, as I said in the other episode, I think that that is where they got the inspiration from. Yes, yeah, as in the yeah, creators so like, of the Lion King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. It, yeah. It, it screams that storyline. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, it's literally the Hercules storyline, but animals as well, if you think about it. Oh, I'm saying it's the... Yeah, I know oh, you're saying it's the Egyptian oh, oh, one, but I'm saying, saying it's Hercules. also that one yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, they're all the same storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, Set is associated with love, war, and kingship. He is often referred to as the god of chaos and storms. That's all, folks. Wow, that was great. Yeah. That is set. Yeah. Trickster. Well, sort of a trickster. He's a version of a trickster. Yeah. Because as we know, tricksters don't have to always be blatantly, like, you know, childlike. Oh, I'm I'm pulling a prank on you Mm -hmm. type thing. Sometimes I'm actually going to kill you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said that with a straight face, guy. <laughs> he looked at me dead in the eyes and said that with a straight face. <laughs> 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 just joking. Damn. This is not count as incriminating. But yeah, um, well, sometimes they just want people to figure out deeper meanings of, of themselves, and the only way to do that is to trick them. Yeah, sometimes you find out your best nature through misfortune. Oh, damn, okay. But I, I don't want to know Not myself me. like that. <laughs> I'm okay, thank you. I'm okay. Yeah, okay. okay. That's all for today's episode, really. I think. Yeah. Oh, you have one more? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to read the script. <laughs> and that's all from us. We hope you've enjoyed and learned something new about tricksters in African mythology. Yeah, um, and also we thought we should let you know that we're actually currently exhibiting in London at the Holy Art Gallery until the 29th of November. So what pieces are we exhibiting, Solomon? We are exhibiting Arja, Lost in the Woods, and Orinmula, the The Divine divine Witness witness of of Creation. creation. Yep. So if you want to see those paintings live in the flesh in the real life and you're listening to this sometime between the 23rd of november and the 29th of november 2023 then you can definitely go to the holy art gallery in london in dalston and check it out so what she's saying is that as soon as you've heard this drop whatever you're doing buy your ticket to london buy your ticket to dalston yeah and and visit it so you can see some of our work in real life you know it actually does create a Different, different experience yeah. yeah take some pickies and let us know um and obviously if you can't see it um we've posted everything on our social media at adachi atelier on tiktok instagram and pinterest yeah let us know how you found this episode by leaving a review and we'll be back next week with another mini so put your podcast notifications on and stay tuned for that if you've enjoyed learning about just a few of these tricksters that we have in African mythology and folklore, mm-hmm. then please pass this episode on to a friend so that they can learn and enjoy it too. So you can talk about it with yeah, them. Yeah, talk about it with them. Who's your favourite? Nancy? Set. <laughs> <laughs> we just did this. The you know, image. You know why my brain was... Um, Team Alice. Yes. Who's actually... A um, is, I don't know, Hermes, Loki. <coughs> Who's actually your favourite though? I really like this T-Manus and um, Tonton Buki people now that I've 
I don't I, I don't know about them. Like the only reason why I, I'm unsure is because you know the way that illustration looks. It looks like the way that they used to draw um, like caricatures of like black people. You know when when they like when like depict them as like stupid or something. Okay, ignore the illustration and <laughs> we're speaking about the stories, the oral stories yeah, handed down by Haitians. Yeah, no, know. no, I, I hear you, I hear you. But I, I do prefer Anansi. Just because, yeah, Anansi's great. Um, yeah, I think he's a very complex character. But so is Eshu, if I'm honest with you. And the more you learn about Eshu, the more interesting of a character. Yeah, and he's got some great yes. stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so until next time, and as always, Thank you for taking the time to explore the world of African, African mythology, mythology with, with us. Your host, Adechi, Solomon, and Adrian Andrew. Solomon. Whichever way Adrian you Solomon. Say it is, hey, whichever way you <laughs> want to say it. It's fine. It's okay. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. Thanks.